Welcome to a special bonus episode of Character Creation Spotlight, everyone. In this bonus segment, we'll be shining a light on some current and or up-and-coming games or supplements to keep an eye out for. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we are welcoming Izzy, also known as Praxis Descends, to talk about the Creatensive Character Zine, a system-neutral supplement to help flesh out your characters in a creative way. Welcome to Character Creation Spotlight, Izzy. It's really great to have you here. Hi, Ryan. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before we get into what this project is all about, uh, could you tell us a bit about yourself and what sort of projects you have going on right now? Uh, so I'm a member of the uh, It You Trash Crew streaming team. We've been streaming, uh, gosh, a whole load of roleplay games over the past few years, from anime games to fake core. Uh, our active game is a Star Trek Iskander game, which is uh, also in Fate, which is currently all up on YouTube. And we are currently awaiting the final season of our Dragon Age stream uh, under the Sapphire Sun. But uh, aside from the creative character scene, I've got a couple of things on the back burner, but I, I can't remember which one's a secret right now. <laughs> so it's probably best to be quiet because they're not my secrets. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds really cool, though. Thank you so much for being here. Um, since this is an abridged version of our normal format, uh, we're just going to be sticking to the highlights of this supplement. Um, normally, we do this uh, series with a uh, special focus on character creation, uh, but the, the whole project focuses on adding to the character creation process, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, without further ado, how about we find out what this resource is all about? What's in a game? Yeah, could we go ahead and start off by telling us a bit about the character or the creatensive character zine? Uh, well, I think to start off, uh, it's obvious that I love portmanteaus. So it is the creatensive character zine, which is creative intensive uh, character zine. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I do not apologize for the title. Please don't. Uh, essentially, uh, I have lots of friends who create uh, sort of the bare bones of characters. You know mm -hmm. the drill. People have like a concept. They go, I want to play someone who's this, or I want to play someone with this dark mm -hmm. secret, uh, but they can't really spring off from there. So this is a resource to help people who have that bare bones of a character, but sort of need a little extra oomph to make them feel more real. Mm -hmm. It's basically taking all of character creation cast and condensing it into a zine. <laughs> I mean, I like to think so. I, I, I like to think that there are lots of elements of crossover between the zine and the podcast. Yeah, that, that's why when I when I saw this uh, on Twitter, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is right up my alley. Um, I need to get on this and talk about this as soon as I can, because this sounds really cool. All right. So what sparked the thought to create uh, a small farm supplement like this? So it's a little bit of a of a dorky story, but I have a very dear friend called Brie, who mm -hmm. some people in the uh, tabletop world might know is pretty ideal. She's also in the It You crew and she's in a bunch of stuff. And she shares my absolute love of character and sort of character interactions, but she's not been role-playing for nearly as long as, as I have, which is not a mark of my being better, just having a lot more experience. Mm -hmm. And so, so I decided I was going to make this this little zine as a gift for her, yeah. uh, just to sort of cheer her up as a sort of, this is how I would do it. Here are some fun things that I would do when making a character. 
and it kind of spiraled out of control. It was originally going to be about like 10 pages. I was going to scan it and email it to her. Yeah. And it's currently during the Kickstarter sitting at about 32 pages. Nice. And I thought, you know, this is sort of bigger than I intended. And mm-hmm. it, if I put a little bit more work into it, it could be a, a more broad resource for everyone. Uh, because I adore creating characters and enthusing about them with my friends. So I thought, why not make that a thing I can share? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that that origin story to this. Uh, it, it's really great when we can help our fellow players, but then putting that resource out into the world as well for others to to learn from is is something we love as well. Well, I always create better when I think I'm creating for someone else. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was in school, I made better notes when I knew I was going to have to share them. So I feel like, you know, if I were doing this for me, it would be sort of half a side of A4 and impenetrable handwriting. But this kind of feels like I'm doing it in best. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. So I, I know that this zine has some uh, random tables in it, uh, and with random tables comes dice. So what sort of dice do we need to take advantage of this? <laughs> so uh, currently there is uh, one double-page uh, spread of uh, random tables that mm-hmm. all form part of the random event creator mm-hmm. Um uh, which is designed to be like a sort of elaborate game of consequences. And uh, the whole double spread page is an ode to the humble D12, who oh. is off is often abandoned in anyone's poly set. <laughs> and I created it kind of as a joke, because 12 is a good number. It's not okay. as high as 20. It's not mm-hmm. 10. You know, everyone loves 10. So I thought, if I, if I put this random event creator in, then anyone could grab their poly set and go, you know what? The 12 doesn't get a lot of love. I don't play a barbarian. I don't fight with a great axe. Mm-hmm. Um, so every single table so far in the zine, uh, you roll a d12. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Yeah, d12 is... <laughs> I, I almost had an idea one time to uh, create a game that only used d- d12s. Uh, I think I think it's the sort of thing that gets bandied about every now and then. It's I just know. something uses a d12 and you go, yes, give uh-huh. me that. <laughs> Give me that D12. Yeah, it's it's exciting because uh, it's not used that much. I, I like that you focused on that one. I just feel bad for it, you know? Like it, know. it needs a bit it needs a bit more glamour. Yeah. Um So yeah, you you roll on these uh you roll on these tables with your D12 and you can uh kind of pull together a whole bunch of um random consequences to uh make unique events for your character to interact with. Because That's so cool. you know, twelve is good. Twelve's a great number. It is. It's 12 months in a year, so might as well. Oh, my God. I didn't think about that. True. Yeah. <laughs> and you're I'll add another table. You're, you're telling a character's life story, which is told in years and months. Oh, it all ties together. Caution. You will be using this scene just every day for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. Yeah, might as well. So uh, what sort of options does this zine add to uh, character creation? Gosh, at the moment, it's a, uh, it's a bit of a hodgepodge. Uh, there are some simple things like, you know, listing character qualities or describing background events, uh, answering not basic questions, but maybe a bit niche, weird questions. Uh, mm. how, do, how does your character swear? What was the weather like when they were born? Things that you might mm. not automatically think of, but that are quite straightforward. Yeah. Um, then there are some more esoteric things like uh, <laughs> I've got a page where you... you 
as the character design the kind of character that they would play in this game. So oh, interesting. So say, you know, you're in a game of uh, Master the New Generation and you're playing some, you know, upstart bull who, you know, goes out there and really wants to, you know, make a big impression. But secretly, yeah. you know that if they were playing masks, they'd want to generate a star because they they would secretly really want to be the kind of hero that people look up to and has fans. Oh. So, you know, there's little esoteric challenges like that that yeah. aren't quite um, sort of standard. Um, you know, map annotations, costume design. It's kind of a snapshot into where my mind goes when I'm creating characters, which is everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, goodness. Uh, Yeah, that that recursive character creation. (laughs) I mean, and then you could just keep going. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, oh, if if my ball was doing these exercises and their character, that they're, oh my gosh. Right. And then you'd be like, they wouldn't. And you go, okay, why? Why wouldn't they? You know, yep. why would they, why would they just generate themselves? Is it because they're secure in mm-hmm. themselves or is it because they're bored and, you know, yep. all sorts of things like that. Characters all the way down. Just, I mean, that's, that's character creation cast, isn't it? Just <laughs> Pretty much. That's our mission statement. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we talked a little bit about this, uh, but can you go over uh, like specific st- steps that the char- uh, that the player takes to utilize this scene for the character? So, so steps wise, um, it, it's not a beginning to end sort of book. You know, you don't patiently pick your way through it. There's not mm-hmm. sort of chapters. Um, it, it's intended to be more of a sort of living document. You know, there are sections that you might do before play, like there's advice for um, coming up with character names, which you could use for your character or for Mm -hmm. NPCs. But there are a bunch of pages that you would do uh, sort of throughout the campaign. Uh, Interesting moments that come up, iconic quotes that your character says. Um, There's even a uh, a line session journal, uh, which kind of in a way borrows a lot from the bullet journaling community. The the Mm -hmm. idea that you'd use this as a as a organic record, Um, because characters are always in flux. You know, you might generate a great character to start with, but if you Mm -hmm. if you create a great character that has no room for growth or change, then you've made a great a kind of NPC. You've not made a great PC. Absolutely. Um, so having a journal that, you know, someone might pick up a, the the book and go, this page doesn't mean anything to me. I'm going to just draw a page at random. Sneak preek. Um, so there is a section where I have done a, uh, a map, like a very neutral map. Mm. And the challenge is annotate this um, with important things to your character. This mm-hmm. could be a place that they've been to often. This could be a place that they went to once. But you know, as a sort of visual record, describe this space from your character's point of view. And I don't know, you might be playing the sort of character that lives in a desert moon base and there's no buildings for miles around. And you might go, Izzy, this this has no meaning to my character. Mm. I I cannot think of anything that can go in this. Don't use it. Like it's a page Mm. in a journal and fundamentally it's supposed to be there to spark creativity. And if it doesn't, it's not important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting because even the absence of an answer for a page sounds like it can spark creativity for thinking about why don't I have an answer for this? Exactly. And and even the lack of an answer to a question provides an answer to the question, which is really intriguing. Exactly. Just being confronted with a question is sometimes enough. Absolutely. Um, we actually just covered that a little bit on uh, the previous uh, Character Evolution cast, which is going to be uh, releasing technically tomorrow, 
uh, as of this recording. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'll, I'll wrap up quick. I'll give you some time. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not editing this one, so we're fine. <laughs> so I, I'm really intrigued by the random backstory events tables that you had mentioned. Um, uh, if you don't know, uh, Amelia and myself, we ran uh, a group of people through random character generation at last year's Acaticon, mm -hmm. um, where we took random tables from all sorts of different games and randomly rolled which random tables we were going to roll on and then randomly pieced together a character uh, based upon the results of those. Um, so we're, we're big fans of random <laughs> tables here at Character Creation Cast. Um, so how, how do these work? Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on those, uh, those tables uh, with some examples? So the thing I love about random tables, especially at character creation, is that they are quite often just a little bit silly, as I'm, yes. I'm sure you know. Uh -huh. There's all there's always one bit that crops up that is just like, what? And there are, there are two ways of going about that. You either look at that and go, no, that didn't happen, which is completely valid. You know, mm. if something comes up that doesn't feel right, then great. You know that something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're the sort of person, I imagine a bit like you and me, who goes, nope, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to make that work no matter how silly it is. Yeah. I, I think it's sometimes better to be faced with a, a random choice that you have the option to refuse than a blank page that you have to fill in. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, it's the table in mine is a bit like the game Consequences, which always made me laugh, but kind of gave you this creative thread that you could follow. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to go through the random event creator uh, and, yeah. and see what it throws out. Yeah, I've got it in that. front of me. Do you have a let's D12? Do I do. Um, oh, I have my dice bag right here. Do you have a character in mind? Um, let me see. Let me think about one. Um, I'll... I'll go with the character that I used for my last, or uh, the last series that we covered, which was okay. uh, Visigoths versus Malgoths by mm -hmm. Lucian Khan. Mm -hmm. um, a game about uh, the 410s AD Visigoths being magically transported to the 1990s malls of America, which uh, face off against the Malgoths of the 90s. Um, oh no, I love it. <laughs> where's, where's this setting book? I need to run this immediately. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> um, fantastic. I think they were doing uh, pre-orders or something like that. Um, I can send you a link, but my God, Great. what a fun look at game. And so my, this seems like it'll throw up a lot of silliness. <laughs> absolutely. So my character is a, uh, what is it called? A cyber pet? Cyberpunk. Uh, okay. So it's a type of goth who dresses up like animals mm -hmm. and uh, enjoys being other people's pets. Great. So yeah. now we can look at an event that happened in this character's life and see what it says about them. Absolutely. So, uh, like I said, this can come out as you're going through it, but it could be a backstory. It could be a thing you're looking forward to. It could be just a thing that they witnessed. Yeah. Um, so the first column is uh, you. And so roll a d12. All right. And we can, I'll make the notes as we go. All right. I rolled a two. So you and your best mate. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, roll again. The next one is and again. And a nine. So you and your best mate. Uh, 
were at a musical performance. Ooh. Now, again, that could mean anything. Maybe that could be a, a gig out, out in the town or one of those classic, you know, mall performances when Ooh, someone yeah. is sh- showing up, like some local pop star is showing up to perform yes. at the... I, um, I like the thought of a like a, a mall concert. <laughs> they're always so they're always a little bit desperate, but kind of everything teens went to. Uh huh. Well, I mean, back in the nineties, uh, especially the eighties, uh, my goodness, malls were the place to be. So okay. Uh, so the next one is another and. So roll the d twelve. Another nine. Okay, so you and your best mate were at a musical performance, and a kindly traveler did you a favor. So I guess in this instance, someone who was visiting the mall. Mm -hmm. Um, So that could be you. That could be you both. That could be, you know, a thing that happened in your day. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So you felt uh, another D12. It's always going to be D12. So this is a 10. So you felt like a Wednesday. You know what? Wednesday really has a, a unique feel to it. It's the middle mm-hmm. of the week. Um, and when you're a teenager and you've got school, it's so far to the weekend. You can't wait to get back to that mall. But my goodness, the week feels like it just had started, but you're right in the middle of it. And what a boring, what a boring time. So you felt right in the middle of things. You felt not one or t'other and yeah. What a what a teenage thing to feel. Uh-huh. Um, so you had Ooh, seven. Seven. A cursed bell. Oh. Now I use the word cursed very loosely, because as you all know, that can just mean, you know, something that was plaguing you, that was giving you negativity. Uh-huh. Um, and bell has a number of meanings, whether mm-hmm. that's a sort of funky cyber pet prop or, yep. you know, a bag of Taco Bell you couldn't get rid of. Yeah, this sounds like um, a collar that uh, my cyber pet Luna would have worn that has a bell on it, uh, like a lot of cats would have. Um, and I'm going to say that this bell was cursed because every time I got excited for the concert, uh, the bell would ring and kind of mess up the audio a little. Oh, it was just at the wrong frequency to uh-huh. annoy the the very cheap '90s mall microphones. Uh huh. There we go. Um, but also. Oh, but also, six. So, um, <laughs> a sinister omen came to pass. <laughs> oh goodness. I love how uh, this also really fits the goths vibe. Uh-huh. Uh, which is interesting because uh, you also have the Visigoths, uh, which are uh, kind of like the they're, – they're the people that sacked Rome in 410 AD, mm-hmm. basically. I, I know uh, my terrible Roman and, history. And, uh, and oh my goodness, uh, in this game, there are Visigoths that can do magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe one of the magic users, maybe even uh, Amelia's character, which was a runecaster of some sort, uh, maybe she did something um, untoward. Or maybe she there was a, a, an omen that she knew of from yeah. back in the Visigoths' time, and something like the stage lights formed a rune by accident oh, that led yeah. them to believe that something terrible was going to happen. Yeah, I like and that. And so they had to act very quickly because suddenly it was like, oh no, this sign that we knew to expect, the three lights forming the forked tongue was like yeah. all spread out in neon <laughs> by accident because of one light breaking. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then, um, and then, and then, ooh, eleven, eleven. You were arrested twice, but the third time they let you go. Oh no! <laughs> so that's how the story ends. It's one of those stories that you have to wrap up that way. Oh, so that's maybe your maybe your Visigoth kicked off. Uh, mm -hmm. Because of the the terrible sinister omen, which yeah. caused a lot of damage, and you had the mall cops on your case. Yeah, could have been the mall cops. Oh man! And then maybe trying to get away from the mall cops, and that would be the second time. And then uh, I don't know. Maybe the third time is just kids being kids. The third time they kind of took pity on you and just went, "Oh uh -huh. god, just, just just let them go. We're go. we're not paid enough for this." Uh huh. If we hold them here, then we're gonna have to do overtime, and then our boss is gonna ream us out, and we don't want to do that. Oh, so, so what's the, what's this girl doing? She's talking about the runes. I don't get it. Just go home. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was a great that was a great silly example, but yeah. the, the point of it is that now you know you and Amelia would have a story like. Oh, do you remember that time that we went to see, you know, what's a face play at the mall, and then, uh, you know, someone really kicked off and broke the amps, and we got yeah. arrested, and it was, um, <laughs> you know, and that could spill out as like a fun anecdote between mm -hmm. you, or like maybe, you know, that's vitally important. That sinister omen plays a much bigger part. Like that's the hook for a whole arc yeah. of character development. But the point is that any of those that didn't make sense, you could go. I don't think that happened. I don't feel like we would get arrested, you mm -hmm. say, and, and you can wind it out some other way. But Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. The, because what I love is this, what we just did, the, yeah. the back and forth spitballing between two people that just creates silly stories. Mm -hmm. Because that's what character creation should be. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why we love uh, talking about creating characters together with your group, because it just adds that whole new dynamic. And oh, it's great. It's Throwing something like this in the mix uh, is is just a, a chef's kiss delight. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, is there anything uh, else from the Kickstarter that you want to highlight uh, right now? I mean, honestly, right now, uh, as we're recording, it's been live for, what, two days? Uh-huh. And it's already 200 and something percent backed. Which, for someone who just kind of scribbled a little handmade zine for one of her best friends, I'm I'm honestly so bowled over by the response it's had. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's obviously a very personal project, and there's always that fear with um, something so personal that someone's going to go, "No, nah, this is rubbish. You've made a rubbish zine." And I'll go, <laughs> "No, no, my zine. I worked so hard." Uh huh. Um, but look, if it makes people look at a sort of what I think is a very magical element of character creation, then that's, that's gotta be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are, you know, lots of tasks, lots of creative touches. And right now I've been pushed into a sort of, you know, wild decision-making about, um, a lot of more things that are to come. Um, I've been working a lot with some of my creative friends, um, on, you know, stretch goals, which I never thought I'd need. I thought right. it would sort of, I thought it would sort of back, you know, comfortably, you know, some friends of mine would get on board and I could, you know, um, rest on my laurels a bit, but mm -hmm. you know, I have, uh, the, the it you crew have obviously just rallied, um, you know, Lucas Justinian, who's our big GM is mm -hmm. um, writing a, a whole foreword for me, which is lovely. Nice. And, uh, I'm getting a whole new set of covers made. And basically it's kind of one of those things where I go, I don't know what more I can do. It's just mm -hmm. whatever comes into my head, but every, everyone's kind words have been great. And I, I can't, 
honestly, for me, the best part isn't the Kickstarter. It's when it's backed and in people's hands, seeing people filling it out. Like, oh, yeah. I, I will. I cannot wait to see people, you know, doing pages and like sharing them. And mm-hmm. that for me would make the whole thing world worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially when it's uh, when it's people that you have never met in your life talking about the thing that you did and mm-hmm. and using the thing that you did. Uh, there's something magical about that. Honestly, I was as every good Kickstarter wrist does i was sat uh watching the backer list go up in the first few hours and the first time a name came up that i didn't recognize i was at the D table i was with my party because foolishly i decided to launch a kickstarter <laughs> on the weekend that i was doing a two-day D marathon oh no uh, so i had to keep stopping to go and eat food and check the kickstarter uh-huh. uh, and i read the name out to the room and i was like people here where you know um twitter uh twitter D D um tabletop players where larpers where such and such does anybody know this person and when everyone was like no never heard of them i was like my first stranger the first person who's back to me is not a personal friend of mine uh that was a big moment that was quite nice yeah absolutely that's very cool well, I, I am very excited for this. Um, it, like I said before, this is so my jam. And and being able to talk to you about this has uh, absolutely solidified my thoughts on on this project. So I'm I'm very thankful that we could pull this together on, on short notice. Um, I know it's, it's what, like uh, 14 days left or 13 yeah. days? Yeah, Mar- March 14th is when it's done backing. That'll cover us for whatever day this goes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this should be going up on Thursday. So you should have uh, about a week and a half left after this episode releases to to check yeah. out this Kickstarter. So Izzy, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this was awesome. Um, could you go ahead and remind everyone where they can find you online? Yeah. Um, so I am on uh, Twitter and Twitch. I'm not on Twitch much at the moment, but you can find me on Twitter at Praxis Descends. Uh, and uh, that's where I do a lot of my my updates. Uh, also, I stream regularly with the It You crew on Twitch, also on Twitter under the same name. Uh, and the Kickstarter is spread liberally over my Twitter, uh, <laughs> but it is the Creatensive Character Zine if you just want to search through Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me for the special bonus episode of Character Creation Spotlight. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check out the Creatensive Character Zine Kickstarter, which kicked off recently and only has a little over a week left before it wraps up. And check the show notes for a link to the Kickstarter and check it out. We'll be back at our regular time next week, and we will see you then. Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts, this show, and even our press kit. Character Creation Cast can also be found on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord server at discord.charactercreationcast.com. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter, and I can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune or online at lordneptune.com. Our other host, Amelia Antrim, can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. 
Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast they originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game systems used and today's guests can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us a rating or review, we have links to various review platforms out there, including Apple Podcasts, in our show notes. Also, check the show notes for links to our other projects. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We will see you next time. Read some show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the One Shot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit oneshotpodcast.com where you'll find other great shows like Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring lawn form role playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folktales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James Tomato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Do you love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of Dinty Moore beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe.